the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn today. Uh, 888-900 or 888-727-BECK. Um, it's, uh, it's the Beto hype machine uh, is in full, full operation right now. Not only are they trying to say that Beto O'Rourke, who is the uh, challenger that's taking on Ted Cruz for his Senate seat in November, not only are they saying that he's only one point behind Ted Cruz, now they're talking about him for a potential run for the presidency in 2020. I mean, it's just getting ridiculous. Come on. Can we calm down a little bit? Uh, A huge article... Uh, from Vanity Fair, it seems like Iowa in 2007 is Beto O'Rourke, the left's Obama-like answer to Trump in 2020? They want him to be. No, no, he's not. They want him to be, though. That's why all the money's pouring in. I think people are going to be really surprised when they find out this guy is white. I think they're going to be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you're not Hispanic? Where did Beto come from? Well, I culturally appropriated a hispanic nickname well it's a nickname mm -hmm, it is it's a hispanic nickname for robert francis o'rourke a guy who couldn't get any whiter uh or more irish so good they're making it such a big deal out of him um uh, the article mentions how he's visited all 254 Texas counties in oh, his yeah. Toyota Tundra. Oh, they followed him around like little lap dogs. He does these uh, running town halls where he runs yeah. and then stops and they all gather together on the lawn and he does a town hall and then they start running some more. So the guy can jog. <laughs> wow. That's the one I want in the Senate then. Or maybe even the office of the presidency if he can jog and then do a speech. Right. Not that I could do that. It's just that I'm not sure that qualifies the guy for office. Uh, but they're they're in love with him. Uh, the left, the media, is just head over heels in love with Beto O'Rourke. And this cannot happen. I, it can't. Not in the state of Texas. I, that's what I'm hoping. Because, this cannot happen in the state of Texas. I mean, according to this latest poll, he's one point behind. I tend to doubt that a little bit, especially because they used uh, registered voters for that poll, not likely voters. And that could change it dramatically. If if you eliminate those who, you know, they might be registered, but they're likely not going to vote. Right. I think Ted probably has, you know, he's got to be up by more than a point. I don't know what it is. I sure hope I, so. I don't know what it is. I but hope that's right. I think in the end, he maybe wins by 10. I hope. But yes. again, uh, I, I would also, like to say even maybe more. I, I'm pretty invested in this because I pledged to eat my underwear if Beto O'Rourke beats Ted Cruz. Really? Um, yes. Huh. He was up by, I don't know, 14 or 15 at the time. <laughs> Plus, that was before. I mean, Beto had still been, uh, you know, they were they were getting behind him as the big push. But that was a little bit before. And I don't want to, I'm not making excuses for you. And you still <laughs> will step up to the plate with your bet. But uh, that was a little bit before the big Beto push. Yeah. And, uh, boy, yep. they, I mean, they have just, they, they love this guy. And it's. Yeah, he's getting all kinds of money from out of state. Yeah. All kinds of California money. Um 
for the, whatever reason they're just in love battle, with him battle, battle, battle. oh yeah and yeah i know i ted cruz is the u.s senator by the way uh oh, by the way bigger it, name is on the line and by the way is not it did not appropriate any culture <laughs> that's right <laughs> right <laughs> if he did have a hispanic nickname it'd be okay he's not appropriating it. thank you it just it's it's kind of agonizing and uh and you know ted is taking some time off he he's uh He's not even going back to Washington this week for for some of the votes. He's missing some because it's the campaign is so important right now. He's he's actually campaigning right now and making sure that he shores up his base here. And I think you know there might be a problem with some complacency in Texas. We just you know you think ah, it's Ted Cruz. He doesn't. He's not going to. He's, he's not going to lose that. He's, he's fine. fine. I don't need to donate. He doesn't need that money because well, Beto has outraised him two to one. Two to one in this campaign. It's unbelievable. That's that's a big chunk of change. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <clears throat> and and again, I think it's in part because of complacency. We've also talked about the Trump thing. You know, he angered Trump fans uh, at the Republican convention because he didn't endorse him. And then for those of us who kind of admired that because he stuck to his guns, two weeks later he did. And right. so then we were a little hacked off. Right. Um, but it's time to get over all that. Because <laughs> it's a little he, scary. He's here. talked about as well uh, the campaign uh, when he was first running for Senate, where they had uh, uh, held their uh, money back. He used the phrase uh, "kept his powder dry" until it got closer, right? And then spent mm-hmm. the money on uh, you know promoting the campaign. So you know we're in the you know we're in the final drive the final the final final turn heading into uh, november so maybe that's what he's doing now too as well as is uh you know making that push but it does feel and I, and i say feel cuz i i don't know for sure but it does feel like ted needs to get a move on yeah it does and i i think he feels that too i think there's there's a sense of urgency now in the campaign and uh with the with the cruz uh people um and you know tomorrow's the first day of september so it right. it's it's time it's time to start paying attention to this right. it's uh time to start telling your conservative friends to get out and vote and and make sure that we don't let this fall by the wayside and lose Ted Cruz in the Senate that would be that'd be unbelievable I know it you know I know it's Democrats eating their own but you know that's the same thing that kind of happened in New York with uh, Cortez right I mean he was yeah he was yeah. just like yeah I'm not gonna lose I've been here forever I'm fine yeah and he kind of uh, took it easy right and she and he she lost. hit the pavement man yeah. she was out there getting the press and it paid off right well she's from you know she's Jenny from the block essentially she's right she's from the hood <laughs> except she wasn't no but she, but you know that forty-minute drive from the Bronx every day, from the Bronx where she lived to the school where they enrolled her, forty minutes away every day. Well, except that's she didn't live in the Bronx uh, that whole time. She lived near the school. So, but they based their whole biography sure thing did. on that. Yeah, they sure did. That that her her uh, her. Her life view was formed during that 40-minute yeah, commute. There, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is, because then, then you have this other uh, Democratic socialist, Salazar, who used to be conservative. Right. Glenn interviewed her, in fact, in 2012. And like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, 
this Salazar lied about her roots, too. Amazing. I, what was the deal there? Amazing. I mean, you, you've got to beef up your story, I guess, and make it sound... It's it's not okay. it's not enough that you were born in Miami. In the case of Julia Salazar, she was born in Miami, claiming to be an immigrant. Well, uh, wow, you immigrated all the way from Miami. That's it's that's really something. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that they. Have, I mean, we're almost. You know, I know that uh, uh, the head of Google a few years ago said people are going to have to change their identity. You know, and, and change their name because, uh, you know, everything's going to be out there. We're pretty close to that. Yeah. I mean, there are, everybody's been, and, I'm, and that yeah. means that you're going to have to make up a story about yourself, right? Uh, uh, I guess. I, I, I don't guess know. So. Uh, you know, if yeah. you're going to have to change yes. your name and you're, you're going to have to make up some kind of story that uh, changes everything so you're not known as the girl that was taking selfies, uh, you know, with her top off in New Orleans last weekend. I mean, I don't know. I, right. I'm just, it's just so yeah. everything is out there now. So, you know, maybe that's maybe that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the forefront of everybody just changing their name and telling mm-hmm. us a story, which would be, I don't know, lying to us. Yeah. And I, I just wish they'd change your, their policies. I don't want socialism and it it this socialist movement is just really sweeping this millennial generation it seems and you know ocasio-cortez is in that generation julia salazar is in that generation you know at the edge of that generation you get a a beto o'rourke who has virtually the same policies i mean you're talking about a guy who wants to bring socialism to the united states and is within one point in the state of texas of actually being able to do something about that and we can now add uh the uh the uh, governor's race in the state of florida uh for our man i forget gillum is that yes. his name? gillum right and gillum yeah i mean mm-hmm. he's uh, uh leans way that way as well. well and he's he's i think he's an admitted socialist isn't he <laughs> in trouble i think he admits to being a socialist we are in trouble uh but fortunately we have uh, ron DeSantis. oh here. you're right who um, I have no idea where he stands on any issue, but I do know this. He loves Donald Trump. Um, and the proof Does, of that, Has he said that before? He, I think he actually said it on one of his ads. Everyone knows uh, my husband, Ron DeSantis, is endorsed by President Trump. Okay. He's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads... Oh, my gosh. He's actually building... You know, they're doing blocks there right. and, and putting a... Build the wall. Okay, that's really cute. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. I love that part. He's teaching Madison to talk. Make America great again. People say Ron's all Trump, but he is so much more. Big league. So good. I just thought you should know. Ron DeSantis for governor. Thanks for the information there. Ron DeSantis (laughs) for governor. So that's what stands between Florida and a socialist. But, but you know he loves Trump, so there you go. You're good. What else do you need to know? You don't need to know. You don't need else. to know anything else. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. With Pat and Jeffy, triple eight seven two seven Beck is our phone number. Big big new movie coming out. You've probably heard about it. First Man. It's about the first man on on the moon uh neil armstrong so it's getting rave reviews yeah, the the trailer looks great yeah it looks the trailer like it looks really good it makes awesome it makes movie. you want to see the movie ryan gosling I, I i like him as an actor um and he's he's i think did he also direct this he stars in it and no. i he did not no, direct I think it so. 
Um, did he executive produce it or something? Because he's talking like he had something to do with this particular decision that we're taking issue with. They, I, I hate it when they do this kind of stuff because then it puts you in that quandary of, well, I don't want to support that, but I don't want to miss the movie. <laughs> it's just a matter of, you know, which which is the more driving force to me? Do I want to see First Man more than I'm angry about them not planting the American flag on uh, the moon in the movie? So they skipped that whole event. You know, when uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed on the moon, one of the things they did, one of the first things they did was to plant the American flag. That wasn't a sign that America claims the moon for our own. No, in fact, we made a point about that. We It, it just meant... We did this. We were here. Okay? We and set we out to do this. this in a decade, and we did it. And it's it's uh, quite an achievement. And nobody else has ever done it to this day. Here we are almost 50 years later, and it's still never been done again. Right. Except by us over and over until we got tired of it. We just got kind of got bored. We're like, okay, we've been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we found out. I mean, Armstrong even said later that they, the, the United Nations tried to hone in on uh, putting their flag up. You know, and they, sh- they could. When the United Nations gets to the moon, why go ahead and plant the U.N. flag? That'd be great. <laughs> but that's when, when we decided that it was going to be our flag, but we weren't going to uh, make any territorial claim. Right, yes. So if you want to go to the moon, go. Exactly. You want to put your flag up there, you go ahead. You can do it. As soon as um, as soon as Mexico is able to get to the moon, they can plant the Mexican flag on the moon. I that, don't care. Well, Pat, <laughs> I mean, let's not get ridiculous. If but, any, uh, but but seriously, if any other country were to have done this, mm-hmm. how they, we would we would not be having an argument over whether their flag was going to be in the movie. No, it'd be in the movie. Absolutely, hundred percent. If it was the Soviet Union that beat us there, the Soviet Union flag would be planted oh, in yes. this movie. Ab. A hundred percent believe that. So is it just something, though, that maybe they just uh, didn't focus on? They It just wasn't part of their story? No, this was a uh, conscious decision not to plant the American flag on the moon in this movie. Um, Ryan Gosling said, I think this was widely regarded in the end as a human achievement. And that's how we chose to view it. Uh, I also think Neil was extremely humble. Well, that that's true, but so what? Uh, as were many of these astronauts, and time and time again, he re- he deferred the focus from himself to the four hundred thousand people who made the mission possible. You mean the four hundred thousand Americans who made it possible? Yeah, it 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 wasn't four hundred thousand Soviets or Chinese or French. It was four hundred thousand. Americans, and even if it did transcend countries and borders, as Ryan likes to call it, um, okay, good. Yes, it did. Great. And I know that Neil Armstrong. Uh, it was know, still an American achievement. You know, didn't see himself as an American hero, Ryan. No, he just saw himself as an American. Thank you. I don't think he did consider himself a hero. No. But he, I think he did consider himself an American. Absolutely, he even he said that. Uh, look, my job was to get the flag there. You know, I left the I left the debate over what flag was going to be there. To uh, you know, he I think he is what was smarter minds or whatever it was. But mm-hmm. the uh, 
you know, but the deal was is that uh, it was our flag because we decided that, uh, no, United Nations, it wasn't you that did this. It was us. And we won't claim the moon. If you want to go there, you can go there, but we're putting our flag there. And how proud at the time. I mean, this is just this absolutely. It's agonizing. It really, really makes me angry. Yeah. It- <laughs> but, I mean, one of the proudest moments in the country that we've tried to relive how many times? It's one of mankind's biggest achievements, and it was done by Americans, and it was done after the vision was laid out for us by JFK, and he said, in the next decade, we will do this, and we will do it because, not because it's easy, but because it's hard, and they got it done, and uh, it, it cost a lot to get it done. Yes, it did. Both in blood and treasure, and... So to rewrite history when you do the the movie about it is ridiculous. It's insulting. It is insulting, and uh, it's disappointing because I, you know, I've been hearing about this movie. I know we played the trailer. Looking at the trailer, great. I really want to see this movie, and I hate supporting this kind of crap. But you know, everybody's going to go to it anyway. Everybody's going to go to it anyway. Because on the right, we don't uh, we don't we don't take that stand. We don't we don't hear about a restaurant that donated twenty five thousand dollars to Democrats and then say, "Oh, I'm never going to eat at that restaurant again. I'm going to boycott and lead a charge to boycott that restaurant." That's because uh, I want to go to that restaurant. And I, I, right. <laughs> I like the food, yeah. so I'm going to go there and eat. I it. like the double cheeseburgers, please. <laughs> We like movies, so we continue to go to movies. Now, I don't know. It has has Robert De Niro uh, pissed you off to the point where you're not going to watch any of his it's movies not, anymore? Because I, I know you were on the at verge. The, of I'm that. at the point, really. I think I think so. Yeah, he's gone so far so. that you can't uh, actually swear off his I, movies. I watched. I went to watch um, uh, one of his movies that I really love. That was on some channel not long ago. Uh, Score, and he's. Uh, thief you know i mean it's just part of the mm-hmm. movie but i mean I, I only and i love the movie and i made it about halfway through and i just couldn't take it i was like i can't i can't watch it anymore so i think he has this was post boycott decision yes yeah okay and so but yeah. you did start i did start yeah and, and, i did start <laughs> and i love the movie you know i love it. it's just yeah. a stupid movie but it's just i can't i can't just it's so frustrating. I don't know. Maybe this is not a uh, as big a deal as we're making out of. But it I really, don't know. It's, really hit me the wrong way today. Me I too. Just, I. Why are you rewriting history? The fact is, an American flag was planted on the moon. So when you're telling that story, it just makes sense to show that scene because it's iconic and everybody knows it's there. If you wanted to make a point like what they talked about, they could make a big point of the argument over what flag should sure. be there right. and make the United States look like a, the bad guy, mm-hmm. which wouldn't surprise me uh, that they would do that. With Pat and Jeffy today, uh, boycotts. The, the left does boycotts all the time. All the time. I mean... This In-N-Out burger story is just so silly, so ridiculous. They heard that uh, In-N-Out gave $25,000 to the Republican Party uh, in California. And so everybody jumped on social media calling for a boycott just because they gave $25,000 to the Republican Party. Really? That is unbelievable. That sure is. When did we get here? This is a pretty recent trend, I think, that just... The donation means that you've got to attack people and you've got to silence them and you've got to punish them. 
they either have to lose their job or they have to lose their livelihood in some way because they donated to a cause. Come on now. Come on. I know. I know. And, I, and look, I'm I'm uh, I'm a fan of In-N-Out of Burger. In-N-Out Burger? Yeah. yeah. Their, I'm burger, not. their burgers are great. I mean, the rest of the, mm, I mean, the fries and the shakes are. The fries are not good. No, and the shakes are mm. could be a lot better. Yeah. However. And they are at Chick-fil-A. Yes, they are so. at Chick-fil-A. So, and I'm not opposed, and I'm not saying this has ever happened in my life, of mm-hmm. getting uh, Chick-fil-A burgers, or I mean Chick-fil-A shakes, and then getting In-N-Out burgers. <laughs> I'm not saying that's ever happened in my life, but it could. It could happen. It could happen. Yeah, and you wouldn't boycott either place if no, they I donated to a Democrat. I house. don't care. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's silly. If you start boycotting everything uh, that's done by people that disagree with you politically... First of all, you're not going to have any entertainment choices at all. You're not going to be able to listen to any music or see any movies or watch any TV shows. Ever. 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 And and so when you start to get into uh, something that we were just talking about that really hacks both of us off today, when uh, in the movie First Man, they made a conscious decision not to show the planting of the American flag. So it's like they never... The most iconic moment. Yeah. Yeah, of the moon landing. So you're not gonna you're not gonna plant the flag on the moon. It's there. Why are you rewriting history? Well, it's an achievement that transcends borders and countries. No, it was an <laughs> achievement done by America. The United States of America was able to achieve that. Nobody else was. And was it a transcendent moment? Yes, but it was yeah. a transcendent moment moment done by us. And we were we were happy to share with the world right of our accomplishment right we let you watch it on tv You're with welcome. the rest of us so <laughs> congratulations rest now, of the world i will say i was reminded during the break that we probably shouldn't be so upset over it uh because it's fake it was fake anyway so oh, the, just the stop, moon landing so just stop, stop worrying about it <laughs> yeah because it was done on a sound stage yeah so in arizona or something uh or was it nevada i don't know no um, one does there's actually, what, 11% of the country that believes that? I think it might even be more than that now. Yeah, it might be higher than that. Yeah, it's, I mean, That's amazing. 888-727-BECK. So is it is it worth boycotts? We've kicked this around a little bit. Uh, as to whether or not the right should boycott more people or more products or... More well, I mean, we've seen that if done right, it works. Right? It sure if does. Done right, it works. It sure and, does. And, and we we obviously have not done it right, or we just don't you know do it and participate in we it. We pretty much don't do it at all. But uh, when it's done, and mm-hmm. you make noise on social media, on you get you get uh, you get news stories about it. Uh, companies bend. Yeah, they and do. Companies. Oh, bend. they cave immediate, almost immediately. Well, already In and Out Burger started saying, "Hey, whoa, whoa, we we give equally to both parties." Yeah, take Wait, a look. Yeah, we look at we gave to we gave twenty five thousand dollars to the Democrat Party too, and, and twenty five thousand to Republicans. Problem, and that kind of ticks me off because that yeah, won't be good enough. Man, no, it won't. It won't be good enough. No, it will not. I mean, we the one guy lost his job over donating money to a cause that failed. Right, I mean, the guy in California gave money to the uh, the abortion cause that failed in California, and they found out mm-hmm. he gave money to it, and mm-hmm. they st- they still ran him off. Yeah, for donating money. I mean, it's not good enough. Not at all. No. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Let's go to uh, Joel in Georgia. Joel, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Hey, 
How's it going, Pat and good. Jeffy? Good, We're good. <laughs> so um, my question for you guys today is with regards to the current trajectory of the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. If it goes further socialist than it is currently, and people are just so sick and tired of, like, from my perspective, I feel as if though America might see the death of the Democrat Party in some way as if it were the Whig Party of the past and another party could take a place, its place in the vacuum, such as the Libertarian Party, because it seems more reasonable than Democrats right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would your thoughts be about that? I mean, I'd like to see something like that happen, but I doubt that it will, because I think, uh, thanks for the call, Joel. I, I think Democrats are, have been largely accepting of the socialism yeah, yeah. coming out of their party. I mean, look at them. They almost they almost nominated Bernie Sanders for their presidential candidate. You've got a, an avowed socialist, and you know he's a socialist, and he makes no bones about it, and he wants to bring uh, socialism to the healthcare system, socialism to the educational system, uh, uh, you name it, and he wants the government to run it. So Democrats accepted all that. They've accepted sure it from... Did. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez. They've accepted it from Julia Salazar. They're accepting it from Beto O'Rourke. I, I don't know that it goes away. I, I I think the Democrats just become socialists, named Democrats. And maybe they maybe they morph into the Democratic Socialist Party. I don't know. And just use both monikers. Because that's, that's what a lot of them are, are that's doing. That's what they're doing, yeah. Um, but to be replaced by libertarians, that that's something that that's, that'd be too good to be true. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. That's a shame. It is. It is a shame. Um, and it's the uh, the anger uh, on the left is just so palpable, and they're they're so angry about well Donald Trump for one thing, uh, and they hate him so much that uh, all their energy is is going down that path. Their energy isn't going to, hey, you know what? Let's bring this. Maybe the party has gone a little too far to the left. Let's pull it back a little bit. Let's come back to the center a little bit. They're, they're too unfocused for that. Well, I, it seems like like we look at it and say, well, they've gone so far left, and uh, you know maybe they do need to pull back a little bit. And right now, uh, the blue wave that is supposed to be, uh, you know, bringing doom to us has not happened. So if mm-hmm. it doesn't happen, perhaps then you say to yourself, well, maybe if that doesn't happen, they'll say to themselves, maybe they wake up, uh, you know, maybe we need, do need to wake up a little bit. Mm-hmm. However, it appears that what will happen is they'll just get madder and saying we're too dumb. We're not smart enough to know. We didn't go far enough. And we have to go far. Right. We have to continue on that course yeah. farther down the road. And that's what appears to be happening. I would hope that they would see the light and be, come back a little bit and say, you know, that's probably too far. Nope. Stu just discussed that. this on uh, the TV show, filling in for Glenn uh, last night. Is democratic socialism really the future of the Democratic National uh, Committee? And I think it is. Uh, absolutely it is. I think it is. I mean, we, they, they're we totally played the audio it. of what's-his-face saying, Perez saying that it's the future. Yeah. Uh, that Cortez, she's the future. Right. Okay. Head of the party. Okay. Uh, wow. All right. Andrew in New York. Hi, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Jeffy. Hi, how's it going this morning? Good. I, um, I, I heard your um, 
your mention of the uh, the boycott of uh, the the burger joint mm-hmm. because of donations to uh, to the Democrat Party or sorry the Republican Party right and uh, up here in uh, in New York or as some call it Cuomo Slovakia which <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that yeah that's good proving to be more and more true um, I worked for uh, for the state parks. Um, over in Sackett's Harbor, and I, uh, I was a social worker for a little time, and you're mandated, whether or not you're in the union, to pay union dues, or at least you were up until uh, the Supreme Court decision right. there. Okay. And mm-hmm. the CSEA, um, they don't really give a flying fig if you're a Republican or a Democrat. They'll just donate to the Democrats willy-nilly, basically... Uh, Essentially making you donate to causes and campaigns that you otherwise wouldn't. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's nice that the left has their free choice of boycotting things that they, uh, they don't want to, uh, to fund by boycotting this burger joint. But what about the rest of us who, um, you know, we paid our union dues and ended up donating to, to things we never wanted to. <laughs> That's that a great point. like it would have been uh, good for a boycott to yeah. me, but... Yeah, and that happened for, what, 40 years that that rule was in place? <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. Like, 40 years, Long and time. like he said, before the Supreme Court finally, finally put a stop to that. Rick in Florida, you're on the Glenn Beck Program. Hi. Hey, guys. How are hey. you doing today? Doing good. I've got, a, I've got a theory about the flag on the moon not being shown. Okay. Man. Mm-hmm. And I know this is a stretch. But, you know, there's a lot of flat earthers out there and moon landing deniers mm-hmm. who will say we didn't really land on the moon. Right. And as part of that evidence, they will point to the flag on the moon and say, see, it's not real. It's fake. <laughs> so perhaps the mo- movie uh, producers said, look, we'll just leave this out so that way there'll be less evidence for the fake moon landing people to stand on. Is that, is that a stretch? <laughs> a little bit of a, little yeah, bit of a stretch, I think. Yeah, uh, maybe. It works uh, a little, though. Thanks, Rick. It works a little. Plus, you know, I was thinking, okay, so we, we boycott. Do boycotts work? Yeah, they work. But the thing is, in the end, uh, you know, in the end, mm-hmm. for first man, mm-hmm. as you said, we're going to want to see it. Yes, it's we gonna are. Be, it's going to be a really good we're movie. We're going to want to see it. It's going to be a really good movie. And you're going to be pissed for a second when you see that they and don't the, plant the flag. They don't plant the flag. In the, the movie. Right. And in the end, then you're going to walk out going, well, it's just a movie. Yeah. It's just a movie. And everybody mm-hmm. knows the flag was there, so shut up. And mm-hmm. while that's probably what's going to happen mm-hmm. to us, mm-hmm. uh, or in most of America, it's a shame that it does. Because we that's how things, I mean, we we're just talking, those boycotts work. Yeah, they and do. They, they, those boycotts work. I when you when you deny people making money, that speaks pretty loudly. Yes, it does. And so, if the movie made you know uh, thirty eight dollars at the box office, <laughs> that would make quite a statement. Yes, it would to its producers. Yes, uh, it would send a strong <laughs> message to them. However, that's uh, not going to happen. No. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Uh, the latest nonsense from the left is this called for boycott uh, of In-N-Out Burger because they gave $25,000 to the Republican Party in California. By the way, they also, this election cycle, 
gave um, $80,000 for uh, to Californians for jobs and a strong economy, which is a committee focused on electing business-friendly Democrats to the state legislature. So? 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 Um, well, you know... It- Hopefully it's good enough, but I don't think it will be because it doesn't ever seem to be. No, it's not. I, in this climate where uh, Democrats are boycotting everybody who even uh, looks at a Republican, they they got to tear hats off people's heads. They've got to slap teachers. Uh, grown men are throwing drinks in the faces of teenagers and stealing their caps if they're Trump supporters. Right. you got to shout and yell and scream and surround Trump supporters in public at restaurants or at a department right. store or wherever you see them. I, it's just a, it's a ridiculous environment it, it, right now. It most definitely is. And they've done, I mean, in and out and, and, and Chick-fil-A, you know, they've all done stories about how they pay their managers well, how they treat their employees well, how they pay their employees well, how they go out of their way for the employees. And mm-hmm. it's not good enough because no. they believe in the Bible. Don't they, uh, I'm hearing, cause I, I never go to in and out burger, but, um, they they print Bible verses on their wrappers and, and in things. This, in the story that I was I reading, know it that. mentions that, and I did not know that either because um, when I go to In and Out Burger for my double double, I'm paying attention to the double double, not the wrapper. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they do. They mm-hmm. they have uh, Bible uh, Bible, you know, like Proverbs uh, three five on uh, cups for milkshakes, and the water cup has uh, John four six fourteen six, and you know. Great. I'm surprised the left hasn't freaked out over that. I know, but that's coming. Long before now. I know. Yeah. Uh, Atheists claiming discrimination. How could I eat a burger with a rapper mentions? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You're right. Triple eight. That is. 727 Beck. It's amazing that they've gotten away with that. Yeah. Uh, It's amazing. Uh, Pat in South Carolina. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, yeah, I just remember a few years ago, they, you know, the, the left called for a boycott of Chick-fil-A because of their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And all it really did was bolster their business for quite a bit. Yeah, that's I mean, for sure. You couldn't get near a Chick-fil-A. You couldn't get near a restaurant. They were lined up around the block. There was people holding up signs, support Chick-fil-A, support mm-hmm. our rights, et yes. cetera. That's because and, the, uh, the, you know, I really hope that happens in California. I do too. Yeah, it, I do too. It, it, the it right really happen. responded to that, though. The, yes, the right did. appreciate the call, Pat. Uh, the right got behind Chick Fil A and specifically uh, supported them afterwards. Yeah. yeah, that was really good. That was a good. Yeah, move. that was that, that helped a lot. The Blaze Radio Network on demand. Glenn. Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn on this Labor Day weekend. Hard to believe it's already, we're already at Labor Day weekend. We're here, baby. Wow, did that go by fast. College football. Yeah. Oh, last night was loaded with college football and some NFL preseason, too. Uh, And then tomorrow, of course, is the start of the uh, BYU football season, which I know everybody's I know everybody's been on the edge of their seat. I mean, this entire building is. I, I tell people, stop talking about BYU football. Uh, last night, uh, the rival uh, University of Utah uh, played uh, their opening game against Weber State. <laughs> that's a tough Why one. Why is that a problem? That's, a, that's not a problem. Uh, they 
sneak they just squeaked by 41 to 10 good teams usually start the season with a few uh few teams that they can beat to get the ball rolling you're out, uh, yeah. you know you don't want to step mm-hmm. right into the season up against big teams and well then, except uh, for byu is doing just that taking what? on arizona this weekend in tucson arizona's and, got the t- i mean uh, byu has got a tough, tough schedule yeah five game schedule yeah they do yeah the the, the september schedule is ridiculous <laughs> arizona cal uh, also on that schedule, Wisconsin, Washington, all in September. Oof. It's a, it's a gauntlet. Uh, but, you know, if if they if they go 5-0 and during those five games, Jeffy has vowed to eat my underwear. So, I got to believe a lot of people are rooting for, for a 5-0 and BYU They can start. root all they want. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> it is still, it's going to happen. Just because... It, that would just be such great karma for that to happen. <laughs> it would be so sweet. If why would you had to eat my underwear? Be, oh my god! I gosh. don't understand. I, just, the... I mean, what uh, what a dream come true that would be. <laughs> and on top of that, you'd, uh, you'd, you'd be five and zero. Oh. Right. Yes. Your BYU Cougars would yes. be five and zero. Oh, I mean, most importantly. So sure, there's some side benefits to it. I, I like that. <laughs> I like it. Interesting uh, comment from LeBron on an HBO show called uh, The Shop. He's actually it's actually executive produced by him, in fact. Um, but he said when he was in high school, he had a severely anti-white perspective because of his upbringing. He um, he said when he first got to the ninth grade in high school. I was on some I'm not effing with white people kick. Said I was so institutionalized growing up in the hood. It was like, they don't F with us. They don't want us to succeed. So I'm like, I'm going to the school to play ball and that's it. I don't want nothing to do with white people. So if you, if you don't want nothing to do with them, that must mean you do want something to do with them. Huh. Do I have that right? I or? think so, yeah. <laughs> think. He says, uh, that was my initial thought and my initial shock to white America when I was 14 years old for the first time in my life. Took me a little while to adjust to it. Now, if this was a white person saying this about blacks, would, this, would that be okay? Would that be acceptable? Would that if, that, if this is a white athlete that everybody likes saying that he uh, didn't want nothing to do with no black people when he was a teenager, would everybody say, well, it's great that you made that trend. It's so great that you changed like that. That's really, wow, that's powerful. Good question. I wonder. I wonder. The the answer is doubtful. Yeah, I think it is. That is very, very doubtful that that would be the case. I think that white person probably loses their livelihood. You know, if if in and out Burger can't give $25,000 to Republicans and not face a boycott, well, certainly a white person couldn't say something like this. It's just a double standard. Oh, you well, know, clearly, it's clearly there's so, not a double standard. And that's so even, even with, uh, you know, our, our, our former president, Barack Obama. Yes. When I mean he talked about the same thing, right? Yeah, he did. He had he had a real struggle with race and he talks all about it in Dreams from My Father. So and and, and that's a wonderful thing, according to the world. Yes. <laughs> oh, they celebrated him yeah. went crazy for it. Uh also the New York Times 
published a comprehensive uh, detailing of the allegations made against Representative Keith Ellison by his ex-girlfriend, Karen Monahan. Um, it's a, a long, they, they say it's a long and sad story with little resolution. Now, this guy was under these uh, allegations when he, when he uh, was, when he won the nomination for attorney general in Minnesota a few weeks ago. Right. And it didn't matter to people then. And I, I don't know that it matters now. But what's interesting about this uh, in this Me Too age, the uh, his ex-girlfriend claims she has a video, right? And people are asking to see it. Well, okay, if you've, if right. you've got yeah, a they video claim, of they him claim there was video, abusing video of you, the abuse. Yeah, yeah let's see it. Uh, prove it. For which we said from day one. Which we said. By the way, let's see it. All along. And look, I can't stand Keith Ellison. I think he's hideous. Uh, politically, he's reprehensible as a human being. I, I, I don't like him. However, and we probably would, not because of the abuse, but it would be nice to see him take a few. Yes. Come down a couple of notches. It sure would. It sure would. And this would be something that would bring him down. However, people have been asking to see the tape. Now, his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, um, Monahan, has stated that she won't produce the tape. Right. She, she told Minnesota Public Radio in an interview, because it, I'm quoting now, sets the expectation for survivors of all kinds of forms of abuse, whether it be abuse toward women, abuse from police officers, abuse from other people in power, to have to be the ones, like I'm doing right now, to show and prove their stories. Well, yeah. That's kind of the way it works. You're the accuser. He's the accused. And in the United States of America, the accuser must prove that the accused committed a crime. Um, there's something called innocent until proven guilty. Hmm. Not just innocent until accused of something. Oh, well, he was accused. Well, I just then we just automatically believe her. That's it. Oh, my gosh. That's it. We're done. So, I I mean, you can't... I don't know if you can uh, ascribe any credibility to her now, to her claims. I, I mean, we. Sir, I don't know that anyone actually has. Have they? No. For I, real? I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it uh, keeps coming up, and the New York Times did a, a huge spread on it yesterday. Um, and they... Well, I'm sure the New York Times would love... I mean, they're I'm fans of, uh, hey, we're going to accuse somebody. They're done. Oh, okay. But you wouldn't think they'd be doing that in the case of Keith Ellison, because, you know, that's one of their people, Keith Ellison. But they actually uh, printed her claims regarding that relationship, including that he he narcissistically abused her and committed soul rape. <laughs> Wait, what? Soul rape? Yeah, I'm sure that there's video of that as well. We're, 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 if there is video of that, I want to, I want to see that because no, I want to know what that is. No, we're they're sitting in the living room. They're sitting in the yeah, living room. Sitting in the living room, and, and he's raping he, her soul. You can, you oh, can tell. Oh boy, I'd like to see. That. I would like. <laughs> to, I, I have a feeling I know what she means, and that's that's a pretty much what it is. You know, she's <laughs> he's, she's he's just. <laughs> You know what it is. I think so. You you understand yeah, soul, so. right? I do. Okay. All I right. Is <laughs> <laughs> there anything you want to tell us that you've no. maybe been through this, no, experienced no, 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 it? No, no, no. Okay. I, All right. I mean, I have experienced it. <laughs> you've, you've experienced soul, uh, I right? I have. Yeah. All right. I okay. work in this building. <laughs>
Oh, you're treated like a king in this building. <laughs> Don't give me that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 888-727-BECK. I, so, you know, when you've got somebody who claims to have a uh, video of something like this, of some sort of abuse, you have to, and then refuses to show it because she shouldn't have to prove it. And mad because well, now it. we don't believe her? Yeah, stop no. it. No, I'm sorry. That just that made it completely illegitimate to me. I, I don't believe her at all anymore. Yes. And that was from the beginning, right? I mean, she yeah. didn't even want to be a part of this, right? It was her kids that started this whole this whole madness. Yes. And but then, she backed up what her kids were saying. Right. And okay, that's great. And we were all for it and, and yeah. thought it was horrible. And man, what a bad guy. And how could something like this happen? I mean, how could we let this something like this happen? Let's mm-hmm. try to help you and put a stop to it. Show us what you're talking about. No. No, I'm not going to. Just believe what I tell you. Yeah, I shouldn't have to do that. Well, yes, you should. You're the accuser. Yeah. Sorry. That's how it yeah. works here. In fact, I'm not sorry about that. That's how it works here. Right. And I like the fact that it works that way. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Uh Brett in Pennsylvania. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Yes, I wanted to confront you guys on the uh, socialist Democrat embracing that's been going on. Right. I just read an article in the Atlantic today with Elizabeth Warren and she is essentially embracing capitalism, saying, I'm a capitalist. And then she went on to say a few things, and it sounded a lot like Glenn's type of stuff about how the bigger corporations are uh, using crony capitalism to shut out smaller businesses and competition and things like that. So I was wondering if you thought maybe she was pivoting away from the social democratic angle and going maybe going to go towards the uh, I'm a capitalist and here, you know, and kind of rebranding herself from the, you know, we uh you didn't build this a packaging that she currently is wrapped up in. Yeah, I, th- I think she's paying lip service to that. Um, and uh, maybe she feels like, okay, we're not there yet where we can all just embrace socialism and just admit to socialism because she sees that in every case of a, a Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez endorsed candidate, they've lost. And that's what, eight or nine people so far? Every single time... This socialist has endorsed a candidate. They've lost their election. And I'm sure, you know, she's a hip enough politician to realize that we're maybe not quite to the point now where you can come right out and say it. So I think she's paying lip service to capitalism like Barack Obama used to do uh, every once in a while. Appreciate the call, Brett. Yeah. Well, uh, that's my guess anyway. I've, right. Because she's pretty she's pretty left wing. Absolutely. And she just not long ago talked about it. I was just trying to bring it up. She just not long ago talked about nationalizing all the businesses. Right. Yeah. So I have a feeling yeah. that that's the, her uh, saying that, she, look, I'm a capitalist. Yeah. That, that Obama is, used that to do the That is the Barack thing. Obama way. Yeah, I, every once in a while, just to throw it out there so he could see, so that he could say and his supporters could say, well, no, he talks about capitalism. He loves capitalism. He used to say it once in a while. I'm a, cap- I lo- I'm a capitalist. I love capitalism. I'm a capitalist. Then he usually follow that up with, I do think at some point you made enough money. Correct. I'm a capitalist oh. and I love this country, but oh. you know, it's, uh, okay. there, there's got to be a time yes. when we step up and <laughs> yes. help these businesses be fair. That's what they do. That's what they do. Now, Elizabeth Warren is old school. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is from the new school and she's just, she's fine with saying it. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's not quite there yet. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Speaking of football, as we were a few minutes ago, the season uh, really getting really gets rolling this weekend uh, for college football, and then next week 
the NFL kicks into gear. Yes. Also next week, a week from today, on Pat Gray Unleashed, which uh, starts every day immediately following this show on the Blaze Radio and Television Network. Uh, we will be doing, we are bringing back Moron Trivia. Yes, baby. The second second hour of Pat Gray Unleashed, beginning next Friday. Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears to kick it off. I love it. One week from today. It's going to be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Craig in Ohio. Hi, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hello, guys. Hey. I wanted to uh, bring up a point of, you know, what I saw Trump do this past election, um, I saw him mobilize a lot of Democrats, in my opinion, to vote for him. I see him mobilizing uh, the Hispanic base, the African-American base, over to the Republican side. But where the Democrats are now becoming Democratic Socialists, mm-hmm. I feel the old conservative mantra, the old Republican mantra, we also need to morph, right? So I feel if we lose the House this November, it will be because, for instance, a lot of Democrats in Ohio that voted for Trump aren't ready to vote for uh, Steve Shabbat, who's been in Congress, you know, 20-plus years, has the old, um, almost the old, uh, you know, things about him where Harry's probably anti-gay marriage is anti this anti this mm-hmm. I feel that that skin needs to be shed almost and Trump's started us down that path I think there's a lot of people that traditionally voted Democrat that are ready to brace conservative ideas but just not all of them and I think we need to um, change the party fundamentally a little bit I'm a millennial myself always been Democrat or excuse me voted uh, Republican but there's things the Republican Party, and we heard more about it under uh, Obama than we do Trump, but for instance, gay marriage. I personally don't care. My friends don't care whether two guys, two women want to marry each other. We just don't. It's not important to us. We want to raise our kids. We want to be raised, you know, we want to be left alone. We want everybody to be able to live their lives. Well, that's the point, though, right? Just, we want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Stay out of our lives. Right. <laughs> Correct. Now, that's not to say, hey, we're ready for... Um, you know, everybody be able to use whatever bathroom they want, and I don't think that's what people want. But I think uh, re- the Republican Party as a whole needs to re-examine themselves and say, hey, maybe some of the old hardline stances we need to embrace these Democrats now. Um, you know, my father's a teamster, thirty-year teamster. He now votes Republican because of Trump and some of the new ideas. But we need to re- embrace these Democrats that are fed up with that socialist title, and really, I think we can gain back control of the country for a long, long time and not even have to worry about losing the House in the the November election, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I I understand what you're saying, yeah. Um, Appreciate it. Thanks, Craig. Um, I I think the party, to a certain extent, has already embraced Trumpism, and and that includes a lot of what you you outlined. Um, I, you know, as far as as far as the same-sex marriage thing, yeah, that horse left the barn, so... I mean, there's no sense in even talking about it, really, right now, because it's over. That debate's over. Supreme Court ruled on that. Um, I, I, I don't know if you want to make it an issue to try to reverse that trend. Um, that would be that would be a tough battle. And so, yeah, maybe you leave that alone. But there's a lot of things that, um, that Trump believes that I don't necessarily want to adopt uh, in the Republican Party. And so... I, I'm not sure I'm, a, I'm on board with changing the fundamental platform of what the Republican Party should stand for or once stood for. I, it doesn't really stand for that anymore, it seems to me. Because no, everybody's given up on their principles, right? We just yes, give in. Yes. We just caved. And, um, and so 
you know, if you have certain beliefs religiously, there there is a reason for the beliefs that that people have and and the things that we fight for. Uh, and so a lot of those have just been have just been flushed down the toilet in the, in the Trump age. And it's not about those principles anymore. It's about what Trump believes. And I, I don't I don't know that I want to continue in a party like that, quite frankly. I'm. I'm more concerned about the principles than I am whether or not Trump supports them. And I, I guess I'm alone on that because, I mean, as we played earlier, just thinking of this. listen to this DeSantis ad. Everyone knows my husband, Ron DeSantis, is endorsed by President Trump, but he's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads stories. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. I love that part. He's teaching Madison to talk. Make America great again. People say Ron's all Trump, but he is so much more. Bigly. Is he? So good. I just thought you should know. So embarrassing is what that is. So, so embarrassing. What you got, Florida? What you got? <laughs> but, uh, is it better than the socialist? Yes. Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, would I vote for DeSantis over Gillum? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't even know what he stands for, though. I mean... You know, well, he believes I, I, he believes in uh, a lot of things bigly. He <laughs> he believes in the cult of Trump, and is that enough for for people? It would we'll certainly see. certainly pushed we'll him see. into that into that slot. Yeah, where he's at. I mean, Adam yeah, Putnam, oh, Adam yes, Putnam was winning until Trump uh, rubber stamped uh, DeSantis. DeSantis. Yeah, so yeah, it's amazing. It's just amazing. So, do we want a big tent party? Yeah, I guess if you as long as you don't have to compromise your principles. Uh, do we want uh, Democrats to be comfortable voting Republican? Well, yeah, unless you have to compromise your principles. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat, Pat and Jeffy for uh, Glenn. Happy uh, Labor Day weekend! Thank you. No, Thank you. I appreciate it. Wasn't necessarily talking to you, but oh, uh, I mean, I just yeah. I Thank know. you anyway. Okay. Uh, Al Gore was just on, I don't know, some local uh, TV news station where they did kind of a little feature on him and they asked him, uh, what do you say to these climate change deniers? Take it from Mother Nature. Uh, every night on the TV news is like a nature hike through the book of Revelations. I love that. I love that line. He uses it. <laughs> yes, he does. All the time. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a go-to line for him. Take it from Mother Nature every Every night is like a nature hack through the book of Revelations. First of all, Al, <laughs> it's the book of Revelation, not, not the book of Revelations. Okay. Secondly, uh, I have not gone on a nature hike through the book of Revelation weather-wise every night. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's, it's unbelievable the stuff that comes oh. out of his stupid mouth. Look around in the news. Look around, yes. Look around. Every Everywhere. night is like a nature hike through the book of Revelations. Former Vice President Al Gore <laughs> visits downtown L.A. as the Trump <laughs> administration feuds with California over environmental regulations. Oh, so yeah. if he's watching this, what? 
He being, uh, of course, Donald Trump. What's your message and, um, to President Trump when it comes to climate? Oh, my only oh. message would be resign. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> my only, my only uh, recommendations would be to resign. I don't mean to be flipping about it. I don't think. <laughs> I don't mean to be flipping about it, but I'm, I'm being be. flippant. <laughs> Uh, about it he is prepared to listen to listen advice, to of, advice about the importance about of clean air and you know, clean air water. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something that ticks me off about the environmentalists what they are always always in and i say our faces because mm-hmm. i you know i'm a climate denier mm-hmm. i know I'm on mm-hmm. record mm-hmm. uh they uh that we are aren't willing to listen but they're the ones Right, who that are telling us all the time to listen Thank to you. the facts. Yes, right. That really ticks me off. They're right. Because if you came to us, they tell us that there's no discussion with, to have, and we're, we're right. trying to have no, a discussion. There is with discussion them. to have. If right. there's a problem, let's fix it. Yeah, let's listen. Let's talk to each other about. It. Come on this show. Come on this show and debate us about it. He won't do that. Not a chance. He would never do that ever. Uh, I've tried, believe me. When uh, an inconvenient oh, yeah. truth came out, their their criteria was, and I was in Houston they at the time. They always have this list of gigantic yeah. things you've got to do just yeah. to maybe get an interview. You have to go to see the, go see the movie. Okay, I went to see the movie, so I went to see the movie, and then I called back and said, "Okay, I met your criteria. Let's let's have it." Uh, Mister Gore isn't doing any interviews. Oh. Uh, is that why I see him on some interview every freaking night? <laughs> a recent report shows climate change in California this. is likely going to be worse than originally thought. Oh, well, it's, it's, likely report, gonna, it's likely going to be worse. It's likely going to be worse than we thought. I love how they've ratcheted this thing up because none of their predictions have been true so far, but we're supposed to believe this one. Okay, so every prediction you've made so far has not come to pass. But now, now it's going to be worse than all of that. This time going to be worse. Oh, okay. Meaning higher temperatures, higher temperatures, more fires, more fires, and more deaths. In fact, we're and finding they- that. Uh, uh, in mm-hmm. fact, we're finding some of those uh, developments uh, from your book of revelations every night on the news uh, is caused, but directly from uh, from things that we've done because you said we had to that were wrong. Yeah, uh, directly. Yeah, and it's like. Please. Mm. It's cool. Yeah, it might get worse if we allow you to continue with your regulations. <laughs> Tell us it's going to get worse if we don't change. It We've got change. to listen. We need to got put to. a price on carbon. We need to conserve oh, energy. We need to switch over to renewable sources yeah. of electricity. You need to continue to pad my bank That's account. Right. You need to continue to make me a richer man. I'm the first ever environmental billionaire, and that's not enough for me. So clearly, that's what he wants. That's what he wants is more money and and carbon. We we got to start putting a price on carbon. Oh, wow! Uh, Amazing stuff. Amazing. I'm sure that Al could help you out with uh, you know detailing a plan. uh, (laughs) I'm sure he could. Yes. Oh, absolutely, he can. He's got a plan, and it only costs ten trillion dollars. It's just ten trillion. Well, his plan okay. is actually ninety-two trillion dollars. But let's start with the ten, okay? If we could just no, start with the ten, 
Then we'll get to ninety-two trillion later. Because we on. start with the ten, it'll start to turn things around. That's right. You're going to see That's just right. how good it is, and then we'll. Move then you're going to be okay with spending yeah. the ninety-two trillion, which, by the way, is only more than all the money in the world. <laughs> ninety-two <laughs> is. Yeah, ninety-two is about thirty trillion more than all the money in the world. Huh? Yeah, it's uh, so it's it's a fairly good chunk of change. Now, if you, it, it's more than all the money in the world right now, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Plenty of company, countries are still printing money. That's true. That's so, true. We could, I guess we, we could, could just keep printing until right. we get to $92 right. trillion. So it's yeah, not that's that a good off. idea, Jeffy. We can do that. We can do that. That's, that's not a problem at all. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Let's go to uh, Ryan in Ohio. Ryan, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Jeffy. How you doing, Glenn? Pleasure to speak with you. It's Pat, but go ahead. This is Glenn. Oh, hey, Scott. <laughs> no, it's Pat. Uh, I am. Uh, I am very, very curious as to why there's so much media silence on that compound in New Mexico. I know and why no one is up yeah. in arms about that prosecutor dropping the ball and letting those people go. We've complained about that uh, too, Biff. That's uh, it's. I, I don't know what the deal is on that, uh, Steve. But my gosh, it's agonizing, isn't it? Appreciate the call. Yes, it is. It's a- <laughs> it is. It is agonizing. Did Ron leave? Did- y- yeah. Oh. Uh, Jim just hung up. Now, or we hung up on him. Maybe Paul a makes too, a good point. Quickly. Though. Yeah, he did. He, uh, he makes a really good point. Yeah. Uh, he makes the same point as Steve did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same guy. Yeah. Oh, you know. Oh, okay. Bob was telling us that uh, that the compound situation in New Mexico is a, is okay. a strange one, and it is. It to, is a to, strange one. There's, to be serious there, about that, yes, you've got a guy who uh, who murdered his son. We uh, we at least know that through neglect uh, and whatever his son was killed. Um, we know that he was he was training a dozen kids as school shooters. We know that they found plans for a terror attack in Atlanta. We know that uh, the, the five of them were apparently complicit in all of that, right. and yet three of them have been let go. They just, see ya. Because of prosecutorial neglect, they got let go, right? Yeah, According, I mean, that's what they said. They the said they didn't, take, is, they didn't do it in time. It's crazy. It they, is crazy. Then they, within, within a very short period of time, they had already uh, cleaned up mm-hmm. where they were living. Right, they had removed, uh, you know, all the debris and a trailer and everything that was there. Yeah, they demolished it was still the a site. crime scene. Right, they de- it, even though they demolished the site. And so uh, the really whole, stupid. the whole thing. I don't know what the what relationships the of from this guy, from the one guy and his father. Yeah, and, and oh, yeah. other relationships. I mean, the whole thing is 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 really really weird. And and I don't know, I don't know how you, I don't know where you go now to say. What was wrong? Who mm-hmm. was, if, if if anything, if anything was wrong, or this was just you know ne- down the road neglect by prosecutors, and the judge was following the law. But the judge started it out with uh, no bail, right? Let right. him go, and with then a, he let him go on a uh, on a signature, right? Uh, bond, no bond, and so so you just signed for it from the start. From the yeah, I'm good from for the it. beginning of this. It all yeah, it felt wrong. Definitely, oh, definitely. <laughs> Uh, Travis in Florida, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Jeffy. Hi. Yes, sir. How are you, Pat? Good. Um, down here in Florida, it's just a big uh, a terror show is the way we can word it on the radio. 
Mm-hmm. You have uh, Mr. Gillum saying that Mr. DeSantis is playing out of the, the Trump playbook, and then right. Gillum is doing the biggest Democrat play there is, where if you can't be the victor, you have to be the victim Yeah. of yeah. racism. Right. Yes. I, I don't get it. With something that clearly was not racism. There's... No, it was something you know uh poor wording yeah but, but i mean the monkey around that. he was talking about was the agenda not the man anyway so if you're trying to make monkey into some sort of racist comment well the monkey was the agenda you don't monkey around with the his agenda of socialism that's i mean that was just ridiculous um yes i mean the world has said don't monkey around don't monkey up don't muck it up forever well, there's no there's nothing Barack racial Obama about used it. the term when he was campaigning so, is he a racist? Does he dislike black people, too? I mean, it's stupid. Um, tri- appreciate the call. And, Thanks, Travis. And you're right, Travis. And, and, and that's a, it's, a, it's a good call on the playbook, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, yes. it's uh, no more dog whistles. They're using bullhorns. It's the Trump playbook. And now, instead of uh, moving forward, you've got, instead of, mm-hmm. you know, DeSantis has got to try to backpedal. And whether he apologizes or whether, you know, bad wording or whatever, he's never going to seem like he can't get past it. He's got to find a way to get past this. And it, it will it will be a long time because they'll keep bringing it up. And then you'll think you're past it. And he'll say something else that's dumb, like everyone else does. Mm-hmm. And then that just adds on the list. Oh, DeSantos said, uh, said monkey up again, just like he did two months ago. And it'll be all about race again. Hard to believe, terrible. though, that Florida could elect a socialist. It a sure guy is. who's an admitted socialist. I know. Hard to believe. But, you know, uh, Bill Nelson has been a senator there for mm-hmm. I don't know how many years now. Too long. He should have been out a long time ago. Hopefully Rick Scott will kick him up this time. It'd be nice to see. But the uh, I'd like Bill Nelson to be a nice mm-hmm. guy. But Bill Nelson is pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheila, you're on the Glenbeck program. Mm-hmm. Hi. Yes. Good morning. Hey. I just have a I just have a comment. Uh-huh. Uh, you had an earlier uh, caller that said most conservatives uh, don't care about what liberals do. We just want to be left alone, and I believe that to be true. Mm-hmm. But they're not leaving us alone. That's true. And one thing we're not talking about is our public schools. Mm-hmm. They are after the hearts and souls and minds of our children. And, and no one been. is talking about it. Yeah, they're 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 more than after them. They've they've captured yeah. they've captured yeah, the hearts and minds of our children. And, yeah. and 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 you're right. Although uh, I do know that, and for not for nothing, that this program and this network has talked about it uh, at great length. Yeah, we've we've talked about it uh, quite a bit um, because it's really important. What has happened in our education system? Uh, is amazing (laughs) it was also brilliant on on the part of the progressives they knew that if they could get control of the educational system they can control the hearts and minds of a whole generation of people and that's exactly what's happened here it was it was a good plan not next week not next year it took it took a hundred years but they did it they they did it and now we've got the fruits of that where millennials have different they just have different standards than some of us who went to school previous to this generation. And we heard it earlier today on the phone from a millennial 
Um, there yeah, are did. certain things they don't it care about. It doesn't matter. Same-sex marriage is one of them. They don't care about that. Um, and I think you'll find that in the vast majority. Of, there will be exceptions to that. But the vast majority of millennials, totally fine with that. They don't, they don't care about that at all. They don't see any reason why that, why anyone would oppose it. Um, they, they think that socialism is fine. They think socialism is great in some cases. They believe that education should be free. They believe that there should be no debt when they get out of higher education. That's so, that's so fascinating. They believe that socialized medicine is great. Why wouldn't you have that every other country in the world? Well, that's what they're told in school yeah. all the time. Every industrialized nation on earth has better health care than, than, better than, than us. this country. Yep. That's what, really? That's what they hear. Really? That's yep. strange. So oh. that's, that's where we are now with with millennials is uh they've been indoctrinated by the educational system triple eight seven two seven b-e-c-k it's pat and jeffy for glenn on the glenn beck program with pat and jeffy uh it's labor day weekend already summer went by so fast uh, of course in texas summer. summer can't end fast enough for me it's still uh, summer. 100, 173 degrees every day. I can't wait for summer to end. So <laughs> I welcome it. Thank you very much. And, you know, football season is here. So it doesn't get any better than that. Leaves are starting to change. Well, not cool here. air is blowing. <laughs> and it's only, it's not 173. Mm. I don't know why you lie to the people because last week it was mm. like 130. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's cooled down in August to, cooled. to the low 130s. <laughs> and every once in a while at night, it'll get all the way into the 110s. Which is just, uh, you go outside, it's like, A little whoa. chilly. Yeah, it takes you back a little bit. Whoa. <laughs> What's going on? 888-727-BECK. <laughs> it's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn. Glenn. Pat Gray and uh, Jeffy for Glenn. Don't forget, uh, one week from today on Pat Gray Unleashed, which starts immediately following this show on the Blaze Radio and TV Network, uh, next week we will debut more on trivia for the year. Nice. And then every every Friday, uh, all through football season, we'll be doing more on trivia again. It's back in the second hour of Pat Gray Unleashed right after this show. Um, Chinese spies are using LinkedIn uh, how, many times, isn't so. how many times have we said this stinking service, this LinkedIn, <laughs> is going to be the death of us all? United States top spy catcher said Chinese espionage uh, espionage agencies are using LinkedIn, fake LinkedIn accounts to try to recruit Americans with access to government and commercial secrets, and the company should shut them down. Uh, it's It's amazing. How much spying China is doing in the United States and getting away with. Isn't it? I, I frankly don't understand it, how it's possible. Um, William Evanina, the U.S. counterintelligence chief, uh, said that intelligence and law enforcement officials have told LinkedIn, which is owned by Microsoft, about China's super aggressive efforts on their site. He said the Chinese campaign... Includes contacting thousands of LinkedIn members at a time, but he declined to say how many fake accounts U.S. intelligence had discovered. 
how many Americans have been contacted and how much success they've had in the recruitment drive. You couple this with the story we just heard in the last few weeks about all of the American agents in China that were murdered by the Chinese. They killed something like uh, 30 of our spies in China over the last couple of years. I think since 2012, they've killed 30 American spies. Were they were they putting that on to uh, having access to the Hillary emails? No. That, well, I mean, some people have tried to make that out of it, and I, I, I don't know if there's much to that. But I don't know. What That's they what think, I was asking. Yeah. What they think happened now is that the CIA screwed up, and uh, and it, it's a complicated process about how uh, they hacked in through a system that shouldn't have been opened, but they right. opened it, and it's of course. And so they found a bunch of names there and uh, just started just started killing him, eliminating him. Uh, amazing. It's, and, there, you know, I mean, obviously no one will, but someone definitely should be held accountable for that. I mean, we're costing lives, American lives on foreign soil is not correct. And like That's you not said, a good thing. as you said, no one will be held accountable. Yeah, no. And yeah, if there's something you should be held accountable for, yeah, it's screwing up yes. to where two and a half dozen agents are killed. Yeah, uh, maybe somebody's head should roll for that. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. We found out something interesting on MSNBC. That's where you find out all kinds of a lot of interesting, really things. Go- interesting and and really good quality Insightful. information. Yeah, found out something about uh, Trump voters from a couple of the MSNBC anchors. A lot of people vote pretty selfishly, and they mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. "What's going to give me more money in my pocket?" Or what's going to keep, uh, a, or what's going to make abortion illegal, or what's oh. going to make sure that my Second Amendment rights stay the same? And clearly, that- so you're saying, wait, you're saying that people vote. Um, for the people who <laughs> represent their values. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa, is that selfish? I mean, what pigs those people are. How did we set up a system like that? What a terrible, what a, what awful people. are! They vote their own interests. They vote for their principles and values. They vote for the things they believe in. Man, do I hate those people. <laughs> I hate those people. I I don't even want to do the rest of the story. I'm saying. Oh, I know. I am so mad at those people, those Trump voters. Oh my gosh. On the other hand, they're perfectly fine with the people who are voting to take our money from us and give it to somebody else. You mean their beliefs? Yeah, their beliefs. The things that they believe in. Yes, their socialist beliefs are all fine. That's wonderful. You know what? When you steal money from other people and give it to uh, and just redistribute it haphazardly, that's not charity. That's not unselfishness. Uh, that's that's pure evil. <laughs> when you're, it's wrong to steal from people and it's wrong to redistribute their money in uh, really haphazard and terrible ways uh, like the government always does. But yeah, that's but. F- that's fine to the hosts, the uh, anchors at MSNBC. It makes perfect sense to them. But I mean, we're we're talking about stealing money. But what mm-hmm. I'm, what they're talking about is the government uh, taxing us and taking it. You're, right? You're talking about, right. You're talking about yeah. stealing. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to be clear that I, I know what you're talking about because <laughs> what they're talking about is the government. The government. What they're talking about. What they're and, talking and about using is the money charity. to help others or, or, or charity. You know, some would call it. Yes. When the government takes it from you and gives it to somebody else. Right. That's charity. Right? It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. No, and it's that's not. what Jesus wanted. 
Remember when he said Rome should take your money and give it to somebody else? Remember that? All those uh, I sermons. That, I read that on a burger wrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Michael in Colorado. Hi, you're on the Glenn Beck program hey. with Pat and Jeffy. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. Right. I just wanted to kind of circle back around and readdress the uh, the climate change, and I wanted to ask you guys a direct question before right. I say what I have to say. All right. You really don't think that climate change is real? Uh, do I think man caused climate change is real? No. That wasn't the question. No, I do not. Do I think the gover- the uh, the planet maybe warmed 0.9 degrees in the last 100 years? Yes. Okay. Do I so think that's happened. a do I think that's cataclysmic? No. No. Do I believe that's on okay. humans? No. Okay. All right. Uh if you want to have the conversation you have to first accept the viewpoint of the other side and find out what that's about. And, and uh-huh. it doesn't seem to me that the right is taking, well, most of the right, right is taking any of the conversation very seriously in the first place. Why not change to renewable? It's going to be expensive. We know that, you know, but the ocean levels are rising. The ice caps are melting. We see this as something that is going to be detrimental to human life on the planet. Well, this this kind no of stuff. How far out that is. This has happened uh, throughout the course of, of the planet. Uh, I mean, the ice caps melt, then they reform. Uh, the sea levels rise, then they fall. So and this as, is part of the natural men, process of the of the planet. It's, it's happened however, forever. We ex- we accelerate that by utilizing the resources of this planet in the way that we do. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I'm not saying that he's a smart guy. What he is Mm -hmm. is a mouthpiece for a lot of really smart people that have put together the data that he presents. That's it. He's a politician. He's not a guy that knows what the math is. And do you know that out of the, uh, out of the, uh, out of the climate models that have been put together for him, out of the 92 climate models, do you know how many of them have been accurate in predicting temperature rise? Zero? Oh, I don't know that number. None of it's them. Probably not. It's zero. Z- it's I mean, zero. It is zero. Zero. It is zero. I'm telling you what the number is. It's zero. zero. So we're I'm why observing an accelerated like I'm not even a scientist and I see Spring coming later, fall coming later. The cycle of the seasons is changing. Uh, you need to move to Texas, my friend. It's summer all freaking year round. All year round. Has it, See? Has it See? always been? Yes. Yes, it has. I, I don't know. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> it's always summer in Colorado now, too. And that's not normal. No, it is not always summer in Colorado. Get out of here. I mean, we hit, we hit I lived on, I grew up in Montana. The first year. I grew up in Montana. And it was cold and snowy some years, and it was less than cold and snowy some years. It's just, it's a cycle. It goes inside, and it has much more to do with uh, whether there's El Nino than climate change. It's, it's a cyclical climate that we have on this, on this planet, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do but about if, it. If you step back and look at the severity of that cycle... It is it's no more severe than it's ever been. It, how many, where are the more frequent, more intense hurricanes? Where are the more frequent, more intense tornadoes that Al Gore was talking about in An Inconvenient Truth? Didn't happen for 12 years after the movie. 12 years. 
12 years. The, the, the worst hurricanes that we've ever had in, in history have just happened. Michael, That no, right. that is not true. A, that it's not true. B, it took 12 years for there to be any hurricane after Inconvenient Truth. There hadn't been a major hurricane from 2005 all the way to last year when one finally hit Houston. Why why didn't you talk about those years at all? You didn't talk about those years. Nobody did. Why? Because they were quiet and there was no neat reason to. And, And it didn't fit the agenda. It didn't fit the narrative for the climate change catastrophists. They didn't want to talk about it, so they didn't. And then when the first major hurricane finally does hit, then it's cataclysmic climate change. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's It's a hoax. It's It's the biggest hoax in mankind's history. The biggest hoax in history. Exaggerating. If they're exaggerating, Mm -hmm. then they're exaggerating, and that's fine. But that's fine. The fact. So let's take it. It's fine. Every uh, both sides exaggerate to prove their point. I'm not exaggerating. What what have I exaggerated? You are. What have I exaggerated? Well, you can't say that zero scientific studies on climate change. I can because it's true. Look it up. Look it up. It has to be an exaggeration. Look it up. It's not an exaggeration. And I know because you never hear that side of the argument. How old are you, Michael? You're you're a millennial? How old? 35. 35. Okay. So... All you've heard your whole life is what you're telling me now, right? I mean, you've been peppered with this in school. You've been peppered with it uh, throughout your young adult life. And you just bought it because nobody sat you down and showed you the actual statistics on it. No, I think that I've seen enough data and made my own informed decision to believe it. I see. Okay. All right. Uh, But you've never even heard that the climate models aren't with anything. I mean, where were you the last 12 years of no hurricanes, though? Where where were you then? I mean, I I, 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 a hurricane in Hawaii right now, isn't there? No, it it uh, it was a rain event, but it uh, It passed the islands. It passed the islands. So but uh, again, anyway, again, it has uh, there have been there have been hurricanes, hurricanes. There have been, but from 2005 to 2017, there were no major hurricanes that that made landfall in the United States of America. And well, in the United States of America, what right. about what about that? What, what, well, that's what we were talking about in an inconvenient truth. We were promised by Al Gore that they're going to be more frequent and more intense because of Katrina. So the inference but there is tell, it's going to affect the United everything States. Everything that he says at at exact face value. Nobody knows exactly when it's going to occur or, or whatever. The thing is, <laughs> mm-hmm, okay. the last thing I want to say is, right. okay, so the Paris, the Paris Agreement, everybody else is still sticking to that. There must be something to that. No, not necessarily. In, yeah, in other, way for them to make in money. other countries' mm-hmm. ideology that says, mm-hmm. uh, this is probably a good thing. I can see the benefit of this. But we pull out because... We want to keep burning coal like we were in the 1700s. We can't move forward. No, well, we are trying to move forward. You mentioned renewables, and you, now you're back to them again uh, it, when you first started your call. Um, we, there, no one is against renewables, but there, we don't have any renewables that are uh, as strong and as productive as what we're using already. Mm-hmm. There's no – plus, with renewables being subsidized – 
25 with our to tax one, dollars. 25 that, to 1 over when, oil. When we can get renewables that, are act, that actually create power. We don't have to worry about the lights turning on and off when we come into the house, which we all like, including you, I'm sure, mm-hmm. like to come in the house and go, oh, I just hit the switch. There's the light. We have that in America because of coal and 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 power that other countries don't have. And we're not we're not saying uh, appreciate the call, Michael, and 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 appreciate talking to you. And, and yeah, it was I, great. I'm glad you called. Um, uh, but uh, I'm not saying that it should be coal anyway. I, nobody's talking about bringing coal back uh, to the levels it it once well, was. It once was no, but I think Trump I mean, is trying it's, to bring it's it back mostly uh, natural gas that has replaced a lot of the coal energy that we used and to. Nuke. To burn and nuclear power. I mean, there's a million different things we can do. Um, wind and solar just aren't ready to replace it yet. Right. When they are, great. Wind, wind and solar, Michael, uh, if you're still listening, and hopefully you are, uh, account for about 5% of our energy. About 5%. Uh, I, I, that might be a little too high. I think high. that's high. I think that might be too high. It's, it's 4 or 5%. It's somewhere in there. If you combine the two, wind and solar. But they're, nobody, but they're not sturdy enough. So there's no renewable. What I'm saying is there's no renewable energy ready to replace right. fossil fuels. Now, when you have it, let me know. We'll I'm do it. happy to embrace it. 888-727. Back. It's Pat and Jeffy. For Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, triple eight seven two seven Beck, and the climate change thing is agonizing. Oh my gosh, we've got a generation of people that have been so indoctrinated with that, that have been so uh, uh, convinced, hundred percent in the education system um, that they believe they see it every day. The uh, I, I mean, is there anything different that is happening today than has ever happened? I, we've always had fires. We've always had heat. We've always had cold. We've always had snow. We've always had drought. Not like we've this, always had though. rain. We've always had all of these things. Not like this. <laughs> yes, like this. Not like it this, my friend. It seems bad now because it's happening now. You forgot what it was like when it happened before. You mean like the, <laughs> no. you mean like the floods that they call the 100-year floods? Those yes, kind of floods? Those kind of floods. Stuff mm-hmm. like that where yes. places, different places uh, in the United States and around the world, but specifically mm-hmm. in the United States, where, you know, every 100 to 150 years, uh, this particular area will flood. Yes. And then yeah. about 30 mm-hmm. years into that 150 years, we decide, man, that's never going to flood there again. We'll build there. We'll start building all kinds of homes there. We'll build businesses. We'll build all kinds of stuff there. We can look, yeah. if something starts to happen, we can take care of it. <clears throat> nope. Doesn't happen. Oh, I remember when I was a kid, uh, the Mississippi River used to flood all the time. Uh, the Missouri River would flood people. I mean, people got flooded yeah. all the time. I remember well, hearing about the floods in the Midwest all the time. Yeah, in, when, when, I, when I was a kid in Michigan, my grandparents lived on uh, the Cass River. And uh, every year it flooded. There were pictures of the water coming up to the back of the house, mm-hmm. coming up to maybe the back of the work shed, because their their house was uh, the second lot in from the river. And so okay, I would come up to the house, and it would just, oh, yeah, came up to the back porch steps this year, came up to just the back of the garage this year. And then the 100-year flood comes, and it buries all the houses that they've built yeah. up to the second floor. And yep. it's not pretty, and it's ugly, but now they say, well, maybe we shouldn't build there. You think? earthquakes floods tornadoes hurricanes oh it's you know we've always had them always had them and then 
we're told they're going to be more frequent and more severe, more intense, more frequent in 2005 because we just came out of Katrina. Everybody's, you know, sensitive to it. Everybody's afraid of it. We're told that 12 years go by and we don't have a single major hurricane in the mainland. Not one. We have a couple of little ones and even those were few and far between yeah and they they always they bring up sandy too which was not a hurricane not a hurricane it was they, a tropical they, they storm continued to ram that one because a, they continue to call yeah. it hurricane sandy yeah because it was a hurricane in the when it was out in the ocean right but by the time it made landfall not close to it, it was right. not a hurricane exactly um so so then last year when harvey pops up it's global oh, warming see? all of a sudden see? see wait what about the last 12 years are you kidding me those meant nothing? And what do you mean, this sea level rise? Al Gore has said, and he, and he's getting his experts' uh, facts on this. Al Gore has claimed the sea level is going to rise 20 feet in the yeah. next 100 years. Florida should be underwater by now. It's just, it's unbelievable. Um, and he's claiming victory when it floods in Miami for a day or two, and then it recedes. Well, that no, that's not what you were predicting. That's not what you were no, predicting. Not close. Stop it. It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn. 888-727-BECK. Um, another thing that, that our caller a few minutes ago on climate change mentioned was were the, the Paris agreements and why everybody else has signed on to that but us. Do you know the Paris agreements don't change anything? You know that even if you were to adhere to every stipulation in the Paris agreements for as long as they last. The it, planet will be saved is what you're going to say. No. Uh, no, that is not. <laughs> That's not the case. Oh. Uh, it, w- it still wouldn't be anywhere near enough by their own calculation. Hmm. So, I mean, why are we even, why, why if you're going to, if you have to do something to save the planet, then save the planet. It, I, the Paris Agreement isn't going to do it. So no. tell us what you really want, which is, you know, your $10 trillion, uh, according to some, Ninety-two yes. trillion dollar uh, uh, adventure, according to Al Gore. Well, okay, let's uh, let's get that out there, and uh, and let's debate that. Let's debate that. Okay, is it really is it really going to happen? Uh, and is it, is going it to really make worth ninety-two trillion dollars? Is it going to make a difference in saving the Earth that you believe needs to be saved? Yeah, and you're going to bankrupt the planet. You're absolutely going to bankrupt the planet doing it. And it well, good and, luck. And yeah, it's not going to make a difference. The numbers don't work out. Right. And the numbers do work out for uh, several people's bank accounts. Not mine, by the way. <laughs> I could be. I could be. You know, my arm twisted for a couple of billion. I could be for the Paris. You could. I could be. Yeah. I, I'm just going on record. All right. Uh, so <laughs> you're you're not that. I mean, you're pretty easy. I'm committed. No, I'm committed. It's going to take uh, at least. <laughs> At least half a billion. Okay, and and if we oh half a million, have half a billion, oh, half I, a billion, not cheap. Okay, half a million. What? You might be easy, but but you're I not mean, cheap. Half a million. Okay. Okay, half a million. Okay, a million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and then we won't see fish swimming down city streets on sunny days like Al Gore warned us about. Yeah, hey, I went down to Miami oh, and saw fish from the ocean swimming in the streets on a sunny day. <laughs> he went down to Miami and saw fish from the ocean swimming down streets on a sunny day. The same thing was true in Honolulu uh, just two days ago, <laughs> just from high tides because of the sea level rise now. Flute we are rise. going to suffer wow. some of these consequences, but we can limit and avoid the most catastrophic consequences right. if we accelerate the pace of change that's now beginning. So that's why I always say, have you ever seen the fish swimming down the street on a sunny day? Have you ever seen that, Jeffy? I have not. It's, it's, a, it's a frightening occurrence. <laughs> because... It's so bad. If someone told me long ago, our SUVs have got to go. I know. Climate change is killing us. The problem is Greenland's melting, as I've said. And pretty soon we'll all be dead. It's true. And there is consensus. want to know have you ever seen the fish I want to know have you ever seen the fish swim down your street on a sunny day as I've said right here before the sun is cold CO2 is hot. I know. It drives up our temperatures. You know, a carbon tax is what we need. ExxonMobil just needs to bleed. Are you a climate denier, I wonder? I want to know. Have you ever seen the fish? I want to know. Have you ever seen the fish? Swim down your street on a sunny day. Like they've seen in Miami and Honolulu. Fantastic. They've seen it. Thank you. Fantastic. That was beautiful. <laughs> Is it? Beautiful. Moved you, right? Beautiful. Moved you. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. That's a hit. Oh, that's yeah. a hit, my oh, friend. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, I mean, what's one of the one of the top downloaded songs of the century? I think it better be. I'll have to look into those it numbers. Better be. I got them from Al. So. Oh, so yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe Al's using that accelerated pace that we need. <laughs> uh, John in Pennsylvania. Hi, you're on the you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Jeffy. Hi, Pat. Hey. Hey. Um. You know, I was going. I was listening last hour, and I was kind of upset a little bit. So mm-hmm. bear with me, okay. and I'm calmed down a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, when I listen to you talk to that previous caller, I realize, you know, what value you have. But a couple. But I left you guys with the Trump uh, election, and it got to this where we're talking about this um, compromising on our principles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now. Yeah. 
I am, you know, you, you don't know me, but I am a very ethical conservative. Mm-hmm. I don't care too much about the monetary stuff. So abortion, for instance, is a big deal for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for the last couple of elections from the Republicans, we had to compromise our principles. I mean, you had Mitt Romney, who was uh, for abortion, against it, for it, against it. Um, George Bush was a compassionate conservative, but what did he do? I don't know. Not too much, you know? Mm-hmm. And you have a man like Trump that comes along, and one of the first things that he did was to sign an executive order to stop paying for abortions in Mexico. Okay? Mm-hmm. That act alone, um, I don't know how many millions of lives that'll be over, say, four years or eight years if he's in there for a second term. So I hear people say to me all the time, well, you, you look at the man. He, he's a lousy man. Look at what he did in his past. Look at this. Look at that. And we have to stand on principles. We, we, can't, we can't give up. We've been doing that for, for decades, okay? We have a man in the White House, like him or not, and I call him the good, bad, and the ugly, because you never know which one of those three days you're going to, which, which, how he's going to show up. It's not bad. Okay, mm-hmm. but he does more mm-hmm. by his actions, not by his mouth, but by his actions. And I have my friends leaving me saying, "Well, you know, you don't have any principles. You, you, know, you I can't stand with you anymore." And these are the same people that we voted for Bush, we voted for John McCain, we voted for Doyle. I mean, it just, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, as, at some point, we have to say, we have to bend the hair a little bit and say, well, you know, what is he actually doing? Is he doing good? I may not like the guy, and I, and I, and I, but we, we, we can't be in the house that's burning and polishing furniture. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I'm at. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. I mean, part of the reason that I was, that we were so hell-bent on not voting for Trump was because we voted for McCain, we voted for Bush, we voted for Romney, we 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 compromised and compromised and compromised and never got what we wanted or needed. And so that's kind of what we were tired of doing and why we took the stand we took during the election. However, uh as you have outlined, John, we've we we've seen some of the fruits of his labor in in office and a lot of them have been really good. Like you mentioned, he he at least stopped funding abortion yeah. in uh, foreign countries. And when you talk about the you know uh, the things the the the, the bad things uh, about Trump in the past, that's why it doesn't matter now because it's already baked in. We knew it. Mm-hmm. We knew it in the beginning, right? I mean, so did you. Yeah. But now, mm-hmm. don't pay attention to his tweets. Look at what he's doing, and when you look at what's actually happening. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, and and he's. I mean. Moving the embassy to Israel, no American president has ever done that. Nobody had the giblets to do that and pull it off, and he did. And so um, he, he's he's done some really good things. What I don't want is for the Republicans to become all about Trump, though. That's that's what I was talking about, like the Ron DeSantis ad, where all he talks about is that he I mean, loves Trump. Just, yeah, that's just a Trump love cult piece. of Trump, cult of personality. That's just nonsense. Do we can't become Trump? We still have to have. Something that you stand for. And, you know, when Trump when Trump stands for things that I agree with, and he has, uh, you know, we, I think we talk about it. I, I, I think we praise him when, uh, when it's deserved. Well, I, I, I was going to say, 
these people that are running are still, they're not in, Trump is an unusual animal. I mean, I, I really don't consider him to be a politician. Um, uh, he's definitely an entertainer, mm-hmm. and he's definitely, um, he's got, you know, he's, he, he's uh, I don't know, he, he's bigger than life, and mm-hmm. his ego is what gets him in trouble, but it's his ego It's also that makes him his, his strong point. And these politicians, when they get in the office, why do we always say, well, he was a wonderful guy, but I don't know what happened to that guy eight years later. He just turned to the other side. Mm-hmm. Because they they start getting baked into that pie, and 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 the Republican Party is at, at a crossroads. But they're, you know, I, I think if Trump got more support, I actually feel sorry for Trump for the nine billion dollars for all the slack that uh, he is constantly being pummeled, the lies to his family, uh, the Mueller investigation is going to go after him. The, the it has been nonstop. That's for sure. Destroy him. Yeah, and, I mean, it has... we should be supporting this man, even though we may not like everything he does, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I left George Bush in 2006 when he destroyed the Fourth Amendment with the Patriot Act, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the search and seizure. I mean, you know, so it's just like, you know, this is our last shot, I think, you know, really. Um, and, and if we don't rally somewhat, and I understand, and I, we have to, you know, say, okay, this is the line, I can't cross it. But, I mean, what's the alternative? I mean, that's uh, yeah. not a rhetorical question, and we have nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, John. Appreciate the call. And that's Boy, true. have a great weekend, John. Yeah, that's, thanks that was, uh, that thanks for picking that up. Or like Richard Gere in An Officer and a Gentleman when he's, uh, when he's being hosed down by the sergeant. Look and, and, and he says, well, Mayo, why don't you quit? Why don't you quit? I got nowhere else to go! That's, that's Republicans in wow. two, 2018. Gere, was that you? No, yeah. <laughs> Just, it's close, just right? Play a clip from I the got movie. nowhere else to go. <laughs> Classic movie. <laughs> it's a great movie, Officer and Gentleman, and it's a great point. And that's where we are. We don't have anywhere else to go. Point where okay. are you going to go? Where are you going to go? I I couldn't figure it out during the campaign. I, during the election, um, you know, we wound up with Evan McMillan. <laughs> Barely remember the guy's name. But he wasn't the answer either. But it was as close as I could come to one. Who was it? What is that? Evan? Was it Evan McMillan? Is that right? My, McMillan, McMullen, McMullen, Mc, right. Mc, McDonald's. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Now. Golden Arches. I don't know. The guy with the really big clown feet. I Ronald McDonald. I, I'm not sure who it was. <laughs> <laughs> but he was not it either though right no. I mean, he wasn't the full no the full the i mean the answer either. was ted cruz to me and and but we didn't have that chance no we did not uh when it came to the actual election no we did not triple eight seven two seven back glenn back it's uh pat and jeffy for glenn you know this weekend pat you know what i'm gonna do i know you're probably gonna watch football but i'm gonna mm-hmm. uh order uh, addicted outrage it's going to be released yeah. uh, next month, mm-hmm. but uh, I can pre-order it on Amazon. Oh wow! And so as soon wow, as it's great. released, they'll just ship it right to my house. Huh? So you should do that. So Glenn's not going to give you Amazon. a free copy. <laughs> you got. <gotta laughs> you what? really are a low man on the totem pole here, Wait. aren't you? Because uh, <laughs> he's giving away free. I could get a free copy. Yeah, I mean, what the hell am I going to Amazon for know. then? I don't know. I. You know, I, I don't think I'm addicted to outrage now. I think I am outraged. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm going to do next week? One week from today, we're going to do uh, we're going to do more on trivia. 
I don't, it'll be so. It'll be fun. It'll and be it's going to be really fun. Uh, Green Bay, Chicago is our first, of and course. so uh, on Pat Gray Unleashed, which follows this show immediately on the Blaze Radio TV uh, networks. We will be doing it in the second hour, so that'll be uh, be fun. One o'clock Eastern, twelve Central. Okay. Uh, what about tra- Alaska? Fun if I'm listening in Alaska. It's like eight thirty-five, I think. In okay, Alaska, eight thirty-five. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Let's go to uh, Peg in Connecticut. Hey, Peg, you're on the Glenn Beck program. <clears throat> Hello, Peg. Yeah. We will come Hello. back to you, Peg. Yeah, go ahead. Hi. Hello. Hello. Can you can you hear me? We can through the miracle of the telephone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, is this the red phone that used to be on your TV show? Yeah, no. uh, it's just a black one. It's just black. a regular, regular old phone. So that's the miracle of it. Yeah. Uh, real quick, we we got about thirty seconds. Go ahead. Hello. Oh, she's gone. Is she? Did she, she, got mad. Up? she got mad. <laughs> she, she got mad. She got mad at you. That was it. Really? I mean, why? How? That's really not fair of using a miracle of a telephone like that and then not using it to its full capability. She just wanted to see if you could hear from all the way from Pennsylvania, I guess, to Texas. Well, and we can. You can. Thank you, Alexander Graham Bell. Thank you. Glenn Beck. Mercury.